This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. And welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Sarah Ray Lancaster, editor of the Arts and Entertainment section in the Peninsula Pulse. How's it going, Sarah? It's going. How are you? I'm doing really well. I wanted you to come in to talk about uh, three things that when you think Door County, you think of. And also, I believe they are all near and dear to your heart. So you're the perfect person to come in <laughs> talk about them. I want to talk about music. I want to talk about goats. And I want to talk about yoga. It's like the perfect trilogy of activities. Right. Goats and yoga <laughs> separate. No, we're not talking about goat yoga. No. But maybe in the future. It could happen. <laughs> I think there are even a few places already doing goat yoga up here. So now that we've done this yoga story, I might have to segue into that. All right. Let's jump into music first. So there was a really cool festival that went on, I believe, last year for the first time. And it's coming back for a second round. And it is called the Soulgrass Music Festival. And it's up on Washington Island. And it's really cool. You haven't had a chance to go there yet, but you might be checking it out this year. And you did a little write-up on it. So tell me a little bit about Washington Island's newest music fest. Sure. So Soulgrass is a bluegrass festival. And I... I love bluegrass music. My husband and I, prior to moving to Door County, had dreams of moving to Asheville, North Carolina, which if you've ever been to anywhere along the Appalachian region, bluegrass is just a part of the culture. And so I was pretty excited to hear about a bluegrass music festival coming to Door County. And when I spoke to Pat Schmidt, who is one of the event founders, I found out it was actually a little bit of... um, maybe a little bit self-serving as to how the festival came about, but I'm so glad it did. Pat's family has a history dating back to the 1870s on the island, and she plays bluegrass music and, and wanted to get more people involved with bluegrass music and thought, gosh, wouldn't it be great to have a bluegrass festival in Door County? And when she thought of areas... She thought Washington Island would be the perfect place. Now, some might say, wait a second, that involves taking a ferry. It's at the very northern tip of the peninsula. Why Washington Island? But her thought process was, what better way to have an excuse to get over to the island, have some time to explore all that the island has to offer, and then later in the afternoon, get together with a bunch of like-minded people, listen to some fantastic bluegrass bands, and then, as she put it, sit around the campfire later in the evening just having jam sessions. Yeah, that's the the thing that I have heard from a lot of islanders is that music is part of the culture up there Mm -hmm. in that, now, not my words, islander words, there's less to do sometimes, (laughs) uh, and... What better way to pass the time than breaking out an instrument and sitting on your front porch and playing and seeing whoever comes over to bring their instrument and play with you? I've heard those stories from a couple of musicians who grew up on the island. And so this like bring an instrument and jam along with the musicians at the end is like that's the place to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad she brought that up. You also mentioned like it's kind of a self-serving event, but that's kind of the, it's a recurring theme in events in Door County because we come to Door County for the nature, for the community, for the parks, those types of things. And then once we're here, we're like, well, what about all the other stuff that I used to love doing when I wasn't here? Let's start an event so that I can do the fun stuff that I used to do that we don't do anymore. Right, right. You see that in a a lot of different events. They're like, hey, I love this thing from the cities or from another state. 
but I love being here and living here and I want everybody else to enjoy this cool, more maybe niche thing. And so a lot of events get started just so that the event organizers have a place to do the thing that they love. Right. And that, and she was very upfront about it. She wanted to have more time on the island because that's where she loved to be when she didn't have to work. And so this gave her just that other opportunity during the summer to visit. The other cool thing about the way the event is set up is that the coordinators have set it up so that the music doesn't start until later in the day. And that is done so that people have the entire morning, early afternoon to just explore the island, especially if they've never been there before. So if they want to go to Schoolhouse Beach or they want to go maybe take a moped ride around, just do various activities, visit the various businesses, they have time to actually do that and explore the island. So that's why they have this cool little theme, the Choose Your Own Adventure Festival. Right. And during the day is the best time to explore the island. So oh, absolutely. You, you have a chunk of time up there to do that. And you can do a lot of stuff on the island in one afternoon. Mm-hmm. So you get plenty of time to go. If it's your first time going to the island, you can do all the big stuff, you know, check out the Stavkirk and all those things. Uh, and then you have the cool music festival afterwards. Yep, absolutely. Remind me of your Washington Island connection. My connection goes back to my great-grandparents. They had family friends that owned a resort up there, and so they would vacation occasionally with them. So my grandma's been going up there since she was about right around 10 years old. And then in the 60s, after my great-grandfather had retired from his jewelry business in Kenosha, opened up a gift shop. And so he and my great-grandmother lived on the island uh, for a while and had his gift shop there on the island, which is now North Star Realty, and their house was the house next door. Got it. So this is, you know, a good excuse for you to get back to the island just to check out that. Absolutely. My parents have a place over there, and I don't get over there nearly enough, so I'm excited to have one more reason to get over there. Sweet. Well, this sounds like a lot of fun. Let's take a little break, and then when we come back, I want to talk about goats and yoga, but separately. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org careers. Okay, we are back. Pick a number between one and two. Three. All right, we're going yoga <laughs> then. Uh, Sarah, you... You've been writing a lot of pieces for our living well section in the paper. It seems like healthy living is a big part of your lifestyle. Uh, I don't know that you're a huge yogi, yoger. I like to call myself an on-again, off-again, out-of-practice aspiring yogi. Got it. Is a yogi the one who teaches or, or participates? I'm honestly not quite sure. I just don't, I like the way I feel after I get done with a yoga class, especially if I'm committed to doing it several weeks in a row. But I'm, I just haven't found the discipline to stick to it the way I have a lot of friends that, that do. Right. And, and from what I can understand, you basically decided that yoga wasn't hard enough and you wanted to, <laughs> right. you wanted to look at a, a way more wild way to do yoga way more challenging for i wouldn't claim to be the most coordinated person some people might disagree i find myself bumping into things all the time so yes i thought 
let's get up into a trapeze-like swing and do yoga from the air. All right. So you wrote about trapeze yoga for the pulse this week. And there were a bunch of photos that I saw of people basically suspended like a spider in a big rope web, I guess, doing yoga. So walk me through what trapeze yoga is and what the benefits are. Okay. So trapeze yoga or yoga trapeze, which was the brand or style that I was given kind of a crash course in, is essentially aerial yoga. So you're doing it suspended from a swing-like rig, and it's just kind of a soft, almost parachute-type material. And this particular rig is designed specifically for this brand of, of aerial yoga. So this one has three sets of handles, a low, a middle, and a high. And based on different yoga poses that you would normally perform on the mat, you recreate some of those poses in the air. There are also some ones that are exclusive just to the aerial practice. You use those grips to kind of either lengthen your arms or bring them in or do different poses and stretches. And what I found was it's been a long time since I've done any yoga. But in addition to that, just how much deeper normal poses that I'm used to doing and that are fairly common in beginner poses, how much more you got out of it when you were in that kind of gravity-defying suspended position. Yeah, I was going to assume that one of the the major changes is that you don't have any like downward pressure on the ground mm-hmm. at all. And so where you might be able to prop your body up in certain positions, now they're like they're fully able to get the full extension. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And even just feeling that space, that extra space created in your spine because you have that inversion. That was pretty incredible too. I had heard about that when I was reading up on it prior to going to the class. But once I was actually up in the swing and could feel that, yeah, I mean, for people that have chronic back pain, um, there's some caveats to it because you don't want to go in if you have a more serious back condition. But if you just, you know, aches and pains, um, minor back pain here and there, I could really feel the difference in just a class. So I can understand where over the course of multiple classes, you would probably feel some real relief and some difference. I was able to observe a class at the Sister Bay Athletic Campus, and this may be a different thing or it might be the same, but it was basically like, I I feel like it was yoga and it was suspended like this, but the the rig was just basically a loop, like one Mm -hmm. loop. Is that what this is? That's what it is. It basically just looks like a seat that you would hop into, like a, a swing of a parachute, just that one sling, and then this particular rig that I was using then had the handles on the side. Got it. So yes, I have seen this, and you sit on it like a swing set, Mm -hmm. and then you flip upside down and do all sorts of wild things. (laughs) That was probably the scariest thing, is once I finally got myself into the seat, which is basically you just stretching the fabric so that you can get yourself up into it and creating a seat out of the fabric, then the next thing is to rotate yourself backwards so that your legs wrap around the fabric. That was a little scary. Once you get the hang of it and you go through it once, then it kind of becomes like riding a bike. But Right. Yeah, I, I've done yoga a couple of times, and I enjoy yoga. It's challenging. But I think that the the added excitement of trapeze yoga is the potential to fall three feet onto the top of my head. <laughs> exactly. So this sounds right right up my alley. <laughs> I you know I had those fears going into it, just knowing, like I said, I don't feel I'm the most coordinated person. But really, 
you walk through the class and the instructor makes sure that your rig is safe and is there making sure you're in the right position. Because really, once you have your legs wrapped into that fabric a certain way, you're locked in. You really do feel secure up into it. Remind me again where this was offered. So this was offered at Ironwood Yoga in Sister Bay. And I think they are rolling out a few additional classes now or on a weekly basis. So I would definitely give them a call or check out their website to get the full schedule. Sweet. Anything else about trapeze yoga before we talk about goats? I think if I can carve out the time, it's something I'm going to be doing more of. Sweet. Then I will, I'll take your recommendation. (laughs) Uh, Lastly, we wanted to talk about goats because they are coming. And they are all over Door County. They are about to take to the streets in Sister Bay and climb up to the top of Al Johnson's for the annual roofing of the goats, comma, or colon, or hyphen, goat fest. Exactly. Yeah. So this is, I think, the eighth year that the parade has been going on. Funny story with the origins of it. There were no goats in the first goat parade. What was it then? It was a parade of humans dressed in Viking costumes and other goat fest related costumes that are encouraged. Just parading the street of downtown Sister Bay. It was an awful day, and goats are notorious for being a little picky about their weather. You know, they're pretty hardy animals, but they do not like rain. So it was a rainy day. No goats came out for the parade. So the plan was to do the roofing of the goats. Exactly. Ah, I see. But weather had other plans, and so it was just a parade of goat-loving humans going down the street. (laughs) All right. I, I do like the idea of dressing up like a Viking. I don't know why that hasn't been as prominent a feature in Goat Fest, but we should bring that back. I think we should see more of that, yes. And it's encouraged, so we'll see. Maybe we'll see some more of it this year. So from what I understand, it's not just Al Johnson's goats, right? No, it's not. It it started out that way because in the second year, the weather was a little bit nicer. Still no goats. Nobody was really taking this seriously. So the founders of the festival and the parade convinced Ralph Johnson to go and get one goat, and he brought back a goat named Inky, and Inky was the inaugural goat to actually start this parade. Now, they have about 40 goats that join in. Awesome, and so not every goat will go up to the top of Al No, just the ones that belong to the restaurant. Everybody else is just there from the community, and I, I hear people will actually hop in their car and drive hundreds of miles with their goats to participate, so. How many people up here have goats? Well, that's the thing. I think they're coming from all over, not even just up here. So you get more people than goats. I mean, the goat ratio of this parade is still growing. But, you know, 40 goats in a parade, that's something to see walking down the street. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about the Scotty rally. That's Scotty owners from all over the place. I'm sure that there are some who live here, but it's probably a lot of people from around Wisconsin and the Midwest. Whereas... It makes sense to be like, bring your Scotty or other dog to this parade. (laughs) It makes a lot less sense to be like, bring your goat. Load up your goat. Yeah. Right. But that being said, your goat's going to be participating. My goat's going to be in it. Yes. One of my goats. I think I know which one I'm bringing. I think I'm going to go with my boy, Indy. He's probably the most dog-like of my goats. So, And he's pretty good on a leash. So I think he'll be making his goat parade debut. Right. So we have a, a special announcement. We are going to attempt, quotation marks, italicize (laughs) emphasis on we're going to attempt to put a camera on your goat and send the goat down the parade so that people can see what it is like from a goat's point of view to participate in the goat parade we will try our best to do this and there's a couple things that may get in the way one a goat the goat (laughs) is it's a goat 
and we'll, we'll try to rig the GoPro up to him and get him doing. The other thing is, from what I understand, you have fainting goats, right? I have fainting goats, yes. They are miniature, silky fainting goats. So this is actually a really great excuse for me to get him his final grooming for for the spring, summer. Um, right now, he tends to look a little bit like a swamp donkey at the end of the winter and early spring. But yes, in addition to having a long coat, he's also fainting. Right. So this will be the big test for him. Yes. Because if... If I, I couldn't think of a better place for a goat to faint than here. Like this would be one, by the way, fainting goats are my favorite. I videos of goats fainting is my favorite thing. They're, they're pretty great. It's entertaining. It doesn't hurt them. We don't try and encourage them to faint. It mostly happens when they're exerting too much energy or super excited about something, mostly food. Right. I love how they all let out a little scream before they faint every time. Yes. And they act each and every time like it's the first time it's happened and they have no clue what's going on. Right. So again, we will attempt to get uh, some point of view footage of a goat going through the parade. If we do, we will put it all over our social medias and, and you'll get to see firsthand what it's like to participate in the goat parade. But the odds are not necessarily in our favor, but we will do our best. Anything else people should know about the goat parade? It's not just the parade. There's Goat Fest and there's activities within Goat Fest, correct? Yes. So following the parade, Goat Fest is happening over at Stabor. And this is a family-friendly event. Um, there's going to be some fun activities and games. Uh, there's a couple of contests, including a stein holding contest, which is literally who can hold a stein of beer the longest, as well as a Swedish pancake eating contest. So that should be some fun. And then there's also some specials with the businesses around the area. The other thing with the goat parade is that they are bringing back the goat drop contest, which is you can purchase your sticker put it on the parade route, and then if a goat happens to drop on your sticker, you win a prize. Do you mean poop? Yep. Oh, great. <laughs> that's that's somehow like not as bad and worse than I thought it was going to be. Because when you say goat drop as part of an event, I think about the ping pong ball drop for Fall Fest. Oh, we're not dropping goats. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> what if your goat faints on my ticket? I have to ask about that because I feel like that should be worth something too. Right. And you could probably get a couple of people's tickets under there. I would think so. He's he's a pretty big boy. Right. Anything else that people should know about this weekend's festivities or anything like that? I mean, really, it's starting to pick up now. So there is probably something happening for every interest, whether it's theater, whether it's live music, whether it's fun down-home events like Goat Fest. There's really something for everybody. So, you know, check it out. Whether you're planning on coming up here or just looking for an excuse to get away for a day or two, if you live here and you're looking for something to do just to break the monotony of the everyday, there's stuff going on now. Sweet. Well, if you want more information on any of the cool stuff that we talked about this week, you can pick up the Peninsula Pulse on Friday. All of these articles and information will be on DoorCountyPulse.com as well. And we have a full events calendar, both online and in the paper, for people to check out with live music, listings, gallery events, festivals, all of that. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. You're welcome. I look forward to, to chatting with you again soon. Definitely. We'll talk soon. We will do our best this weekend to get our Goat Pro set up too. That will also be on DorkHoneyPulse.com and on our Facebook. So wish us luck and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out DoorCountyPulse.com slash shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. 
We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.